This morning's reflection is about the conceit of self, which is a term that the Buddha used. One of the most uh, prevailing and pervasive ways that this conceit of self is perpetuated is through the comparing mind. It's really a great gift to ourselves to begin to wake up to seeing that the process of comparing oneself with others over and over again only perpetuates the learned uh, feeling of maybe being deficient, being inadequate in some way, or the learned feeling of being better than or the very best. As we begin to recognize this process going on within our own mind, we begin then to live with an understanding of why there's a constant underlying or maybe not so underlying feeling of uncertainty, tension, stress. It's this conceit of self that usurps the power, usurps the vitality of presence usurps really being present. It's this conceit of self that blocks mindful awareness of simply and clearly being present with what is. We set ourselves apart, separate ourselves with this conceit, and it's an endlessly unsatisfying, painful process. And it really is a major source of suffering in this human realm. Because of this deeply rooted habit of conceit which binds us, the Buddha instructs us to recognize, acknowledge, and rejoice in ourselves. We can reflect on the ways that we've been of service. We've been of service to and cared for others. Reflect on the choices that we've made that have been absolutely appropriate and wise at any given time. We can reflect and rejoice in the times when our heart, our mind, has been really clearly present, connected, and when the heart has emanated loving-kindness and compassion, appreciative joy in relationship to others, And of course, the possibility of rejoicing in the fact that we've had the great good fortune to meet and to connect 
with the teachings and practices of the Buddha and, in fact, are here practicing. All too often our idea of what it means to be really honest with ourselves about ourselves is often primarily perceived as admitting our weaknesses, admitting our faults, admitting all of the unskillful things, all of the bad things we've done. And we could actually call this another facet of the conceit of self, identifying and dwelling in the negative idea of ourself, this negative image of who we are. And this negative image, this sort of negative image, is how guilt, sorrow, how anguish is nurtured. So it's very important to take the Buddha's instructions to heart these instructions to recognize, acknowledge, and rejoice in ourselves. Rejoicing in ourselves isn't a call for arrogance or a call for self-centeredness, but just the simple recognition and acknowledgement of our goodness, our success, our healthy human beingness. It's essential to begin to able to rejoice in ourselves, not in a prideful or a conceited way, but as a means of generating the respect, love, confidence, joy, and sense of well-being that's essential and natural to the awakening mind, the awakening heart. Some time ago now I received a, someone sent me a, a, a copy of a prayer that Mother Teresa, I was told, used as her practice, a personal practice of hers. And um, so I'd like to share this with you and I'll share it the way that it came to me and the way that I suspect Mother Teresa used it in her practice. Deliver me, O Jesus, and I translated it to deliver me, O Buddha. (laughs) Deliver me, O Buddha, from the desire of being loved, from the desire of being extolled, from the desire of being honored, from the desire of being praised, from the desire of being preferred, from the desire of being consulted, from the desire of being approved, from the desire of being popular, from the fear of being humiliated, from the fear of being despised, from the fear of suffering rebukes, from the fear of being slandered, from the fear of being forgotten, from the fear of being wronged, from the fear of being ridiculed, from the fear of being suspected. So we could say that this is a practice of relinquishing the conceit of self that I was told she practiced every day. Someone who uh, was, uh, after her passing, was uh, made into a saint 
So uh, quite an honest saint, really. Shortly after I received this um, this prayer, this practice, uh, I, I ha- received a phone call from a friend, and I said, "Oh, I have to read you this over the phone. I I just got this, and it's really an, uh, quite amazing." And I read it to him, and his response was, "Oh my God, have I got a lot to do?" <laughs> <laughs> So we do. We have a lot to do. (laughs) But I find it really quite inspiring. So remembering Mother Teresa's prayer, this practice, and also remembering to rejoice in ourselves, to recognize, acknowledge, and rejoice in the ways we've been of service and cared for others. The choices that we've made that have been absolutely wise at any given time. the times when our heart, our mind has been clearly present, connected, and when the heart-mind has emanated unconditional loving-kindness, compassion, joy in relationship to others. And of course, the possibility of rejoicing in the fact that we've had the amazingly good fortune to meet and connect with the teachings and the practices of the Buddha and are here practicing. <laughs>